Yes, it is. It's time to get the break. And beast Mike. And the coronavirus has swept the world in Major League Baseball. Yeah, we're both Phillies fans, but we have no Phillies to watch. Uh, oh, thank you. No. So thank you, Miami Marlins, for that uh, little tidbit. I don't know. We can't confirm or deny if they tried the, the chicken that Lou Williams is famous for, but we can confirm that the Phillies, as far as we know, will not be playing until, at the very least, on Saturday with a doubleheader with the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays, who are pretty, pretty much already vagabonds, they're going to be the road team. Uh, they're going to be the home team at Citizens Bank Park. Not the first time it's happened, but in the, this uh, for this series, they're going to be the home team at CBP when they take on the Phillies. Yeah, that's going to be weird as hell. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be pretty weird. They're they're the home team uh, for the Nationals games. This series with Washington, they're in DC right now, uh, so it, it's it's a weird, wacky situation going on there. Yeah, baseball is just wacky right now. It is, except for in, in Korea. Where it's mm-hmm. relatively normal. Um, because Pretty I was much. watching KBO earlier. Pretty much. Um, but, A, um, let's get into some wrestling here. Yep, yep. We have New Japan saying Goku Lord, which I watched the top three matches and I was bored by all three matches. Mm. Spoiler alert, I was bored by all three matches, and it wasn't like the work wasn't bad or anything. It's just... It just didn't excite you, it sounds like. It didn't excite me. The evil stuff is not exciting me about the company. Um, um, AEW, I like the directions that AEW's going in. Okay. WWE, I'm not excited about WWE. Got some, so, they got some hits, they got some misses, WWE does. And the quarterly call comes out today, which we'll review next week. Mm. Oh, for WWE, the second quarter, right, right, right. Second quarter call, which will be a day of reckoning, probably. Yeah, but, it's going to be <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be. I'm, I'm anticipating some real negative stuff going on from that. Yep. Before we get into that, there is a NyQuil moment of the week. Uh, we got it. There was a seven. Did you see this? Uh, you probably, if you blinked, you missed it. Siniza Estrada with a seven-second knockout of Miranda Atkins. Oh, and, I did see this. I oh did my gosh. see this. I saw it on SportsCenter. I was like, I know she's Mike was watching this. Oh, yes. No, Atkins didn't throw a punch. They're basically, there was, I think, um, Estrada threw six punches. She, la- she landed five of them. She missed one in between. But... Atkins didn't throw a punch and got absolutely drilled. And, and she got was, blitzed. She got absolutely blitzed, blitzed and it deleted pretty much from the from the verticality. And it was smooth. It, it was quick, efficient, and pretty much flawless. So yeah, absolutely, we got some got some Nyquil going on uh, in the last week. So let, let it be known that the, the Nyquil is not gender specific. A- any, anyone can get it. Let it be known. Have you known that NyQuil is not coronavirus-specific either? Oh, no. Not at all. Not at all. So where do you want to start with um, uh, otherwise? Let's start with the New Japan because I watched it. Um, I didn't watch the uh, the uh, tags because I'm like, these tags don't matter. Um, 
the big announcement from these New Japan shows is they're going to have an open-air show for the first time in... Um, this is their first since 1999. Okay. Jingu Stadium, a baseball stadium located in Tokyo, on August 29th. Okay. It's going to be part of the Summer Struggle Tour. That's now, going on right now. Obviously, obviously, just because it's open air doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be fans. Are there going to be fans allowed, or, or how are they going to do that? Yeah, there's going to be fans allowed. But, okay. But obviously, in in a little less capacity. So they'll probably be like two seats apart, something like that. Yes, something like that. One seat or two seats apart, like what they're doing with the KBO. Mm. Um, but here, here in Nagoya, the crowd looked okay. You know, it looked a third of the way full. Mm-hmm. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what they've been doing. And, you know, it, it's weird. Because you're, you're just restricted to ca- clapping. Right, right, right. Cause they, they don't want like people to cheer. They don't want people to cheer because droplets. Right, right, right. And, and it's weird. It's just it's just really weird and eerie. But Okada defeated Yujiro Takahashi. Yujiro worked hard. Um, tried stiffing Okada with a bunch of kicks. Um, but Okada has been has been using his money clip submission. Okay. Um. Um. Instead of the Rainmaker. Mm. Um. Which I like because new flows. Okay. You flow, Okada. I like that wrinkle. That oh yeah, and New Japan is introducing a new title. Did you see this? I did not. The King of Pro Wrestling title. Okay. The KOPW title. I'll read you the release. Actually. Okay. Now. Well, I guess will this serve as like a obviously another secondary. I'm Another secondary, but Okada is going for it. Okay. Maybe this is why he didn't go for the uh, the double champion. Okay. This was introduced by Okada, but it's like a clipboard title. Mm. Not a belt. Um. So I'll read you the uh, release here. Um. But the title that will be set at the start of the new year. The KOPW title can be defended until the end of the year with stipulations voted on by the fans. Interesting. The winner of the last KOPW title match of 2020 will be presented with the KOPW trophy. And the process will begin anew in 2021. The provisional KOPW trophy... Will begin across two nights and on August 26th in Cork and Hall, and then a fatal four-way in, on Summer Struggle in Jingu Stadium. So it will be a fatal four-way. Eight wrestlers will, will wrestle four singles matches on August 26th, and then and then each wrestler will bring their own desired rules. Um. 
So it's like all kinds of rules matches. It seems, yeah, it seems that's what we're doing like, here. Like 24-7 sort of type. Yeah, I found it, except for the title, didn't look like it's going to be... So what, is the title defended 24 It doesn't look like the title's no, going to be defended no, 24-7. No, it's going to be defended only at events, but... Yeah. But it's going to be like a stipulation title, a bunch like of stipulations, like I like the like what the hardcore title used to be, except yes. for the stipulations can be entirely different. So yeah, okay, it's it's different. You know what? It's a it's a different, interesting uh, situation for New Japan. I don't hate this. I, I think it's perfectly fine. Since they seem to be going all in with the whole double champion thing, uh, I think it's perfectly fine to have something else for other wrestlers to shoot for. So, and I, I think, you have a versatile roster. Yeah, you do. So, so I don't mind it. I don't hate it. It's just don't get too wacky with stipulations. Right. Don't don't right. get too wacky. Like 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 do you can do no DQs, cool. You can do false gun anywhere, cool. You can do submissions or I quits or steel cages don't if you want to drop a page like in there. Yeah, no, you, you don't need to, don't get too, don't get too nuts, but yeah, I think it's a, there's a lot of, there's a good amount of leeway you can have with this. Yeah, but, speaking of, that's the part of Okada, I'm, because this match wasn't interesting at all. Mm. But a match that was interesting was, um, Desperado versus, um, Shingo, which was the best match on this show um this was just a knocked out drag down fight um really good stuff strong style stuff here that's all you really need to say about it Despy showed that you can hang with the big boys and Despy's a junior mm-hmm. so so um Despy hit the pumping bomber and the I mean Shingo hit the Pumping Bobber and Last of the Dragon to win. But Desperado so, was game. That's good. That's good. Th- this was a good match. I, 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 um, you know what move I do like from Despy? The, uh, Numero Dos. Okay. It's like Brock Lesnar's Brock Lock, circa 03. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Which is, uh, pretty similar to, I believe, to a Standing Strux Muffler. I yeah. want to say that that's what that what what Brock did back then. Which was I wish more like 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 what's Braun Strowman use that as a submission hold? I think that would re- be really good for Strowman, like Strowman or Big E or somebody that's really strong and, and tall. Well, Big E's not tall, but uh, strong that could use that kind of submission type of type of move. I believe it was a standing stretch muffler. Stretch muffler. First, can we just give um first and then the double title match between Evil and Hiromu Takahashi. Um, Dick Togo, you remember <laughs> Dick Togo, right? Yes, I do. Um, Dick Togo's now in the Bullet Club, and he's running as Evil's manager. Okay, nice. So, so Dick Togo looks cooler than Gato or Jado ever did. <laughs> so, so Dick Togo just looks very cool. He just looks like a boss. Nice. So, I I, I freaking love Dick Togo. That, that's good. That's a good look. That's a good look for Togo. I, I'm I'm okay with this. I'm I'm all okay with this. Um, but but the interference it it just gets old after a while. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and stuff like that. It was a good match. It was just. But we get it. Bullet Club runs deep. They, they roll in a pack. They all. And like it. Lij never helps Hiromu mm. until Naito finally comes out to stop him and ch- challenge Hiromu. <laughs> challenge Evil. It, it's weird. It's like you're part kind of weird. Like one, one faction's everywhere, and the other faction doesn't show up until they absolutely have to. That's kind of it is kind of odd. It's weird, man. You would think Lij would kind of try to cancel out Bullet Club to make sure it's a one-on-one deal, but I guess I guess not. No, Lij just needs more members. <laughs> yeah, Lij probably does need more depth. That is that is hundred percent true. But you can't get depth in the cover there. No, not yet. No, not yet. But. It's okay, OIJ. But they're going back to Naito versus Evil in in um, probably for the stadium show. Okay, so Naito and Evil running back. All right, good. Yeah. So that's pretty much it for New Japan. Okay. Um, so, so from I guess I'll I'll pick it up from, uh, for SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown was alright. SmackDown kind of served its purpose. Uh, it didn't... It's kind of a follow-up show to Extreme Rules. Didn't really, uh, get towards SummerSlam at all. Except for a little bit. It looks like it's gonna be Fiend and Strowman. It had a, a, a Firefly Funhouse promo where the Fiend... Oh, the, they tip their hand with, uh, with Fiend. Don't, don't even get me started on that shit. <laughs> uh, so... They really also did kind of push their... Hands towards next week. Bailey and Sasha started the show, uh, bragging about Sasha, who at the time had and more on more on this later uh, with the Raw Women's Championship, which was Oscar's at the time. But uh, this led to uh, Nikki Cross kind of trying to storm the ring and get at Bailey because of how their match Extreme Rules ended. Um, Bailey then said, "Okay, you can have another shot, but if you, you got to be Alexa Bliss to do it." So she did, and. Ultimately, it was a pretty good match between Nikki and Alexa, but ultimately it was uh, Nikki getting it done. So Nikki's going to fight Bailey t- uh, on tomorrow night for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Told you about the uh, I told you about the uh, Five Foot Funhouse stuff. Uh, Matt Riddle beat Tony Nese rather quickly, but it's, it's, it's obvious that Riddle and Corbin are going to start a rivalry very very soon. Um, we got Naomi who's continuing to follow up on her momentum. Uh, as she's been uh, been trending for a while on Twitter, she follows, She goes on Miss TV, and it's kind of sparked a Lacey Evans uh, showdown. They're gonna fight next week on on SmackDown as well. Big E looks like it, and this this I really like. Uh, th- this one of my favorite parts of the SmackDown was Big E. Kofi's gonna be out for six weeks, kind of the, the heal up from the table match. Biggie looks like he's got the he's gonna get a run. It looks like he's going to get some sort of singles push. Thank like, fucking I, I'm so God. Good with this. I'm so good. With, I'm like, like oh, you're finally gonna do something with this guy. Pretty much Thank everybody. God. Pretty much everybody <laughs> applauded this. Everybody loved this. That uh, that Coke's gonna step aside for at least six weeks, maybe longer, to heal up. Obviously, Woods uh, is still recovering from the torn Achilles he had, and it's finally time for Biggie. To make it hot and make it hot as a singles guy, we've seen this before. Big E was Intercontinental Champion, but this is long before he had that kind of the charisma and the swagger that he has now. So this, this I really, really like. I, I'm all over this. I'm all for Big E. If, if 
If Biggie gets a shot at AJ at SummerSlam, give it, give me it. I, I want it. I I need it. Give me it. I, I I will take it. All for it. Everybody loved it. It was probably the best received segment on SmackDown. Was uh was Kofi stepping aside and Biggie and Biggie getting his uh is probably gonna get a run. Was, I, I'm totally cool with it. Or at least a run now that he's um part of the new day. Grand Metal League. Uh, this is a pretty solid fan forward match. Metal League Shorty G or. As I call him, Chad Gable, because because Gable, uh, Drew Matt, Drew Gulak, and Lince Dorado had a solid battle for a way match. All four guys really did good work. Ultimately, oh, cruiserweight match. <laughs> pretty much, except, for, a cruiserweight except match. yeah, yeah, that's right. Gable's under two hundred five. That's right. Yeah, pretty much, a, pretty much a cruiserweight match. And the winner gets a shot at AJ. But uh, it was Grand Metal League ultimately getting the win over over Gable. Uh, he pinned Gable after that that elbow drop, that type of elbow drop he does. Oh, Metal League gets a push. Yeah, Metal League is going to get a shot at AJ next week on uh, on SmackDown. I would like to see Gable, Gable and Gulak battle again. They they had some real good flow, some real good chemistry in the ring during that match. I I just don't watch SmackDown because I don't want to be pulled in on that Firefly Funhouse shit. <laughs> Completely. Everything else is like good, and then the Firefly else, Funhouse is like they pretty much do the Firefly Funhouse every other week. They almost do it every other week. Like, like they, they kind of do it like okay we, we get it Bray beat Bray, Bray won the the, the swamp fight they kind of get braced some time to talk about it and then they, they set it off for a week they, they, they let they let it ride for a week and then bring it back let it ride bring it back and then go home show they they bring it back or if it becomes an every week thing I'm gonna fucking die I, I think it's every other week I, I legitimately it seems like they do it every other week uh, the it's like change the channel for me. You've all, you've been you've been on that bray on that anti bray train for a while, so I, that's that's understandable. Uh, and and then the bar fight was actually not bad. You know what? This bar fight that uh, we, we get on. Uh, uh, I, I heard uh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it really wasn't. We, we we get on WWE for the cinema the cinematic type of matches that they've been doing. This one was actually pretty good. I'm okay with this one with with, uh, with Hardy and Sheamus. They made good use of the bar. They made good good use of using some of the, the stuff as weapons. Of course, they, well, having actually having a ladder in a bar is actually pretty pretty sane of an idea. Uh, and naturally, they use it to its, to its best advantage with Jeff Hardy. But it was actually pretty good. I'm not I'm not gonna hate on it. So this, this was actually a pretty don't good hate on a fucking out. bar fight. Like no, that actually makes sense. Yes, it, it did, and it was a good. Way, I think it's a good way to close. It's a good way to close out this rivalry between Hardy and Sheamus. Uh, I think it's a good way to close it out. So Jeff Hardy gets it done. Bob, by giving a swanton off the ladder to get the pin on Sheamus. So that, that, that was a good way to close it out uh, and, and kind of let these guys go their separate ways. So I think it's perfectly fine the way they did it. As for Raw, now Raw had, to me, Raw hit when it needed to, but missed when it didn't have to. And it went like this. Raw went, Raw went down like this. It started with the Randy Orton promo. Where Randy, Randy cuts a promo basically saying, "I'm gonna challenge Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship," and I think it's, I think it's the right call, honestly. Randy's Randy's had a pretty good year so far. Uh, this Legend Killer stuff has, has been very entertaining to me. I'm, and that's actually that's I think is where Randy's at his best when he's Legend Killer Randy. When we when start when he's trying to punt people in the head, he's got he's got that kind of flow to him. I, I just have Randy, Randy Orton because that's it. That's just me. I get it. I, I just want them to push new guys. And... I get it. You want to see some, yeah, you want to see some fresh blood. I, I completely understand. 
I get it. You, you want to see some fresh blood? Like, you, like you, you'd love to see, and I, I, I agree with you on this. I would like rather like see Carrillo or Angel Garza and Randy Orton. Yeah, you'd like to see Garza get a shot or at Or Patrick Drew. Alexander. Or, C- or, C- yeah, or Cedric. Yeah, they had a great match like a year ago. Yeah, they had a great match a year ago, McIntyre and Cedric. That, that was, yeah, no, that's understandable. I, I get it. Totally get it. But I think it's a, I think it's perfectly fine. If you're gonna do it for SummerSlam, your second biggest show of the year, and you need you need stars to kind of headline it, I can understand why you choose Randy. Long as Randy doesn't win. Randy doesn't need to win the match. He just needs to, I'm okay with Randy being in it. Uh speaking of Andrade and Garza, they uh, they the Viking Prophets or Viking Raiders and Ricochet and Cedric Alexander were in a triple threat tag. Winner gets the Street Profits at SummerSlam uh, for the tag titles. This was good. This was, this was a good triple threat tag. All six guys really got a chance to shine. At points in the match, the Street Profits were at commentary and kind of running there and throwing their spin in it on the, uh, on the ring announcing. But ultimately, it was Garza getting the win clipper on Alexander to get the pin and win for his team. I think it's, I think it's perfectly fine. This was going to be the match at WrestleMania anyway until Andrade's injury. And... I think it's perfectly fine that they're going to do it like this. So there you go. That's your tag match for SummerSlam. Garza and Andrade versus Street Profits for the tag titles, for the Raw tag titles. Now, Nia, after Randy's promo, Nia came out, and Nia basically wanted to call out the whoever was the Raw Women's Champion at the end of the night. Shayna Baszler kind of wanted the same thing. They basically brawled. And I think it was a good, I think it's a good way to kind of start them off and off and running. There was no match. This was strictly a fight. Yeah, I, I think this is perfectly fine between the two of them. Run it back, you two. Run it back. Perfectly cool with it. Uh, let's see. This was another good segment with Seth Rollins and Dominic Mysterio trying to come in to the fa- his father's aid. At the, what, what went on? The extreme rules. Uh, we. But to me, there's like a thousand more wrestling personalities I'm more interested in than Dominic Mysterio. Sure. Sure. I don't. I don't like really. Dominic, Dominic Mysterio to me, I I have no interest in. I can. I don't really consider Dominic a wrestler yet, but I, I get it. Uh, let's understand. Like, I'd like to see Seth Rollins do something with with uh with other people. Like, I'd like to see Seth Rollins do stuff. Like, it, it, I think we kind of closed this book with Alistair, and it seems like they closed it with Humberto. I'd like to see him do other stuff. I I, I can see why you would say that. Uh, Dominic. Jump Seth Rollins again, but this time it was two on one with him and uh, with uh, Buddy Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins got a two on one jump on Dominic. It looked like they were going to finish Dominic off once and for all, like they did uh, Rey Mysterio, who apparently is recovering and recovering well, which is good. Alistair came out despite a bum shoulder to try to make the save on for Dominic, and instead Dominic got the Mysterio treatment, getting gouged in the eye by Murphy with the uh, with the steel steps. And it looked like they were going to do the same to Dominic, but ultimately Dominic came out swinging with a, with a kendo stick and, and chased them both off to the back, Seth and uh, and Murphy, to basically save himself from certain doom. So a segment that, that hit, the segment that hit quite nicely. Uh, lastly, basically, lastly made Ali, put Ali out with a submission as the Hurt Business continues to do, to do good work. Perfectly cool with that. Now we get to the meat of the order with being the... Uh, and obviously, Murphy being a virtual career, which I should also mention that, keeping up with the Murphy Rollins stuff. Now we get to the meat of the order with the double, with the two main events. First, the Raw Women's Championship with Sasha and Asuka. A very good match. Once again, a very good match. Similar to Extreme Rules, 
I thought both women really put it down and, and put it down quite, quite well. I get the interference, but I don't love it with Bailey and Kyrie. As they had Bailey and Kyrie, Bailey destroyed Kyrie Sane in the back uh, by basically bashing her head into a steel door. And Asuka, and they made a foolproof way for Asuka to lose the title, but not get pinned for it to protect Asuka, which I get. That's the part I get. I don't love that it happened that way, but I understand why they went this route to super protect Asuka and get the desired effect of the two-woman power trip of Sasha winning the Raw Women's title, but not pinning Asuka to kind of diminish Asuka. So, I see why they did it. I just, I would have rather seen a conclusive ending. I think we all would have. But I see why they went this route. So, that's why, so that's how Sasha won. Asuka got counted out. And it was part of the rules of the match. The title must change hands no matter what. And that was was part of the rules. So, Sasha gets a count out win over Asuka. And Sasha now wins the Raw Women's Championship legally. Giving the Bailey and Sasha the two-woman power trip flow. For those who may not remember, that's, that's 2001, where Austin and Triple H, Austin had the WWE title, Hunter had the, the IC title, and they were the tag champions, all at the same time. So that, that's what I mean by two-woman power. That's, these are the women's equivalent of that, the two-woman power trip. The good news for Dolph Ziggler is, is they closed the show with this main event. Um, Dolph Ziggler got to have an Extreme Rules match with Drew McIntyre. The bad news is McIntyre got to have the same stipulation. Needless to say, McIntyre took full advantage of having said stipulation <laughs> and, and, and beat up on Dolph Ziggler pretty good. Dolph did have his moments. Dolph, Dolph had a nice zigzag counter with the Claymore I thought was dope. But he had, he had his good moments in, in the match. But ultimately, McIntyre's usage of the extreme rules, extreme rules to his favor uh, was very beneficial as he once and for all Claymore Ziggler through a table to pretty much end the proceedings. While McIntyre was celebrating his victory, Orton came out of nowhere and dropped him with an RKO. Orton warned him earlier in the evening during his promo that you would not see the RKO coming. McIntyre responded, and except by when he accepted this challenge, that you would see the Claymore coming. Unfortunately, Randy struck first. And that's how Raw ended. AEW. So we started off with the 10-man tag that was announced. Um, Inner Circle versus Best Friends and Friends. That's the Best Friends, Orange Cassidy... And the two guys from Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Marco Stone was out there with them as well, managing. Um, Orange Cassidy led the team of best friends, Luchasaurus. I already said that. They introduced Jericho as the Demo God. (laughs) Okay. Yes. The Demo God. The Demo God. Nice. Yes. He said that in a promo one of these one of these I forgot which week he said it, but now he's being introduced as the demo god which I, I'm like Don't you love oh, how Jericho god. reinvents himself constantly? I love that's what I love about Jericho. He he finds different ways to reinvent himself and repackage himself on the fly. He's so it's so adaptive and it's awesome. So early on in the bell, um the babyface team wiped Jericho, Santana Ortiz Hager and Guevara out. Ringside early, this managed guy attempted to break up a mid-match hug and paid for it, enduring an onslaught opposition until J.K. halted the opposition's momentum by laying out Trent. He also over by working over Trent. Trent finally created some, tra- some separation by making the hot tag to Luchasaurus, who exploded into the match, wiped out Guevara. 
with a lariat that that turned the cocky heel inside out. Lariat joined the fray, and you know, you know, Hager and Luchasaurus had a brawl. The action broke down. Each competitor hitting their signature offense. Um, Jericho tried to get Floyd the baseball bag, but Cassidy prevented it. Sent Le Champion to the stand. Guevara looked to put Luchasaurus away, but Matt Hardy, Hardy appeared and shoved him off the ropes into the waiting hands of the masked big man, who scored the big win for the baby faces. So, Lucha, so the best friends and friends defeated the inner circle. So this was this was a lot of fun. Mm, okay. And then Warhorse. Warhorse, the independent wrestling champion, um, versus Cody, the TNT champion. Um, this was a good little match here. Um, um, Cody applied the figure four, locking it, looking for his mission. Warhorse reverse. Warhorse set up a top rope double, double stomp, but Cody rolled to the floor. Warhorse responded, but with the double stomp to the back of his opponent. And and the top of Rubber nearly earned the challenger the title. Late in the match, Warhorse tried for a double stop but jammed his knee into the that was injured earlier in the match. Cody Cook advantage and scored the submission with the figure four. Then after the match, the Dark Order hit the ring. Silver and Reynolds. And then Arn Anderson looked to make the save, but instead Matt Cardona. A.K.A. Zack Ryder. I did see this. A- he, looks bi- he looks bigger. He looks bigger. He looks like he was obviously in the gym getting more jacked. I dig it. Yep. Um, um, they wasted no time in putting out his merch either. They, they, they put out this Strong Island shirt immediately after he debuted. Yep. So AEW did sign Matt Cardona. <laughs> yep. So, but Warhorse looked pretty good here. Of the uh, recent TNT challengers, I thought Eddie Kingston looked the best, and I thought. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Eddie Kingston got signed, right? They did sign Eddie Kingston. I would think, I would think Eddie Kingston would get signed. Yeah, I would have I would have thought they would have like really made a big deal about Eddie Kingston. Because I really haven't seen or heard much about Eddie since. Uh, his fight with Cody, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it seemed like he had the he had the best flow against Cody in the team. Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus the Dark Order. Um, pretty good match here. Um, um, Omega a- answered the Snapdragon and Page uh, Snapdragon onto Uno. Page obliterated Grayson with a lariat. Buckshot V Trigger lariat earned champions the win. After the match, we ordered Cabana and Anna Jay back before verbally braiding Uno and Grayson. Lee said the Dark Order is strength in numbers. Page has pissed him off for time and Dark Minion ordered Minions surrounded the ring. And Young Bucks and, and FDR joined the tag champions in the ring for the. for the. Joined the tag champions for a brawl of evildoers, and the baby faces cleared the ring, leaving Lee to sarcastically 
thank Omega for showing up. And before the match, Jericho Jericho challenged Orange Cassidy to a debate in two weeks. That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting how Cassidy comes up with some uh, with some heat on Jericho. So that is that. Um, then Hikaru Shida versus Diamante. Shida defeats Diamante with the running knee. Um, okay, match here. Um, MJF with the State of the Industry address. He basically. He basically challenged Moxley for All Out. Really good stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, I would suggest going back and watching this. And then the Tornado Tag Match. Allen and Moxley defeat, um, defeat Cage and Starks. Um, Coffin Drop DDT Combo. Um, nearly ended the anti-heroes of AEW the win, and then Allen produced a skateboard with tags, and it came down on Starks for the win. So, so that was the tornado tag match between the uh, two guys, and then between the champ and Allen versus Engage and Ricky Starks. For what I understand, Allen's gonna challenge Mox next week for the title. Yes. Yes, the two will meet next week for the uh, AEW World Championship. Okay. They stared each other down. Mm. So that's how Wait. the show ended. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's how the show ended. I forgot right. that detail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's kick it to NXT. Well, as uh, it's, it's adversary, AEW's adversary on the Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, we started the proceedings with Io Shirai. Uh, coming down to the ring, she got immediately jumped by Dakota Kai. Kai then gets jumped by Tegan Knox. Candice LeRae gets involved. The four ladies have a tag match. And we it kind of got serious towards the end when Dakota bailed on Candice, leaving Candice down 2-1-1. Candice then gets hit with the shiniest wizard and then the moonsault by Io Shirai to get it done, to get the pin. It's looking like uh, the Dakota really wants the attention of Io Shirai and wants her shot in the NXT Women's Championship. She says as much with a promo that she cut later on in the evening. Rhea Ripley, who's now blonde, decided to uh, add her name into the proceedings, and that's what and that's what we're going to have next week. Rhea versus Dakota, the winner gets Io Shirai. I'm imagining he's going to be at TakeOver 30 uh, in, a, in a couple weeks. Next up on the, on the, on the totem pole... We had the, they showed a little bit of the Adam Cole incident with Pat McAfee on a Pat McAfee and on Hawk Sports Talk uh, show. It's clear they, they kind of had some beef over the last couple years. Uh, whenever McAfee's been at takeovers and things like that, so it seemed like this beef has clearly not been squashed. And Hunter came on the show a couple days later, and Adam Cole issued an apology uh, for his actions. This is the worst work shoot ever. <laughs> what McAfee and Cole? Yeah, this is the worst work shoot ever. They seem like they're actually friends, and they are hyping this up for the cameras. That's kind of what I'm gathering from this. That's kind of what I'm getting from from all this. Speaking of undisputed era business, Roddy Strong versus Johnny Gargano, who uh, both had issues uh, with uh, Bronson Reed winning their triple threat last week. 
uh, Gargano and Strong faced each other. And what was a good, technically, technically sound, technically solid, good match between the two of them. Ultimately, it was Gargano getting it done with the uh, one final BDDT to finish the proceedings. But it was a very good match between the two of them. So I, I really did enjoy the tech wrestling and the counters between both guys. Told you about Ripley. Uh, Shanti Blackheart uh, had to deal with Mercedes Martinez. Martinez is now the newest member of the Robert Stone brand. Ultimately, it was the all-out aggression and the toughness of uh, Mercedes Martinez getting it done to get the pin on, on Shanti as uh, Robert Stone gets a little bit of revenge uh, and not getting hit by the tanks. Not getting hit by the tank. I love Keith Lee. I love all the, uh, the, the Keith Lee stuff that he does, whether it's on the mic or in the ring. We got a pissed off Keith Lee. And he was heated because of what Caden Cross did to Dominic Ajakovich last week. And Lee wanted to interfere. He wanted to try to, to stop the match. But Dajakovich refused to let it happen. And then basically Cross put Dajakovich to sleep. Lee was super heated. And he wanted he wanted carry Cross in the worst possible way. Instead, Cameron Grimes decided to add his add himself into the situation, carrying Cross and uh, basically Grimes. Cameron Grimes is made an example of by Keith Lee as Lee basically po- tried to power bomb him through the ring and, and, and laid him <laughs> laid him to waste. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So start. Yes, I pissed off Keith Lee. Yes. <laughs> Lee. Good promos. So basically, Scarlet came out. To, to the stage and then Cross came on, on the Tron saying I, I want a shot at Keith Lee I, either you give me a shot at your title or this is going to get a whole lot worse Lee basically Lee took option A and took it with basically great with great haste he, he took option A he said give me option A let's make, let's make it happen let's make it hot I, I'm coming I'm basically going to try to destroy you and it's it seemed like it's destined for takeover 30 Lee versus Cross for the title uh, Undisputed Era. And so Imperium came back. They beat Everrise in what was a decent tag match. And then Undisputed Era, who, after strong loss, all four parties came, uh, met backstage, and Kyle O'Reilly is, is fully back now. They were, uh, they were not happy because they've obviously been, they've struggled lately. Undisputed Era has. They, they really haven't had any sort of momentum and flow, uh, for the last few well, months. Probably because Heyman's not there, so. Bruce Richards not a fan of them, so they're probably stuck back in NXT. Yeah, and, and all four of them are—they they were super heated, and then they all made—they basically tried to make examples of Imperium as they jumped Eichner and Bartel after Imperium tried to cut a promo after their match, and ultimately this led to Fish and O'Reilly are getting a shot at Imperium next week for the NXT uh, Tag Team Championships. Uh, Bronson Reed got a little bit of a promo. Obviously, Regal kind of addressed the. Uh, these the demands I guess that the Dakota Kai made which led to the Dakota versus Ripley uh, match. We got a good match between Swerve and Jake Atlas. Ultimately with Swerve Scott getting it done, but it was a good match uh, there. So there are productive stuff here. Damian Priest uh, talked about the triple threat match he's going to be in next week. It'll be Priest versus uh, the debuting Rich Holland and Oni Lorkin next week. And the North American Triple Threat qualifiers for TakeOver 30. So that's going to be next week's uh, Triple Threat. But now we, but NXT closed the show with this week's Triple Threat. Uh, we got uh, Finn Balor versus Dexter Loomis versus Timothy Thatcher. 
And the match kind of started a little clunky, I think, until that, uh, until Loomis tried to do his move to the outside. Instead, he landed on his feet with no expression change whatsoever, and I love that about Loomis. And basically shocked Balor and Thatcher to no end. It, that, that was quite funny how he did that. Similar to, remember how Ricochet did that the Velveteen Dream pretty much? Yeah. That's pretty much what, what, uh, what Loomis did. And it shocked everyone. To, it was absolutely stunning for everybody to see that. Ultimately, this was a good, physical, technically sound match between the three of them, once they really got going. And in the end, it was Thatcher who had a submission hold on Balor, but then Loomis gave him that thousand-yard gaze, and it, it shook Thatcher. Thatcher eventually took over and put him in the Katatomi to, uh, to finish the deal and basically put uh, Thatcher out. So Loomis gets the win. And Loomis will uh, will be a part of the ladder match for the NXT North American Championship at Take Over 30. That is NXT. And that's it for this week. Plugs. Twitter.com slash Beast Mike is where you can find me. I will be in D.C. on Saturday doing MLS stuff uh, with the doubleheaders as they are in the qualifying. They're in the now elimination rounds, the round of 16s uh, the MLS is in. The Union, I think, played tonight. Uh, they, they've been pretty good over in this tournament. Uh, it, it's been a pretty good tournament overall. But I believe they play Kansas City, Sporting KC, uh, tonight for the Union. I believe that's when their game is. But I'll be doing two games. I don't know who yet, but I'll be doing two games on Saturday. Twitter.com slash DJDKooks. You can find me there. Thanks. Thank you all for listening, and have a good day. Let me stop the recording.